You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. David walks in, and to, I'm sure, everybody's shock, including the prophet of God, Samuel, God says to him, he's the one, anointing. Let me read you a verse that I left out. The Lord said to Samuel, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Even Samuel, one of the greatest prophets of the Bible, had a tendency to be partial. While many of us have a firm understanding of what it means to be partial, we might not be as quick to recognize when we're guilty of it personally. In fact, many of us are prone to show partiality in areas of our lives where we wouldn't even think twice about it. In today's message, Pastor Danny uses one of the greatest prophets as an example of just how careful we're to be as believers. In his study, you'll learn how even the simplest of matters can provide an opportunity for us to be partial towards others. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. I am so thankful, as I know you are. God doesn't treat me based on what I look like, based on how influential I am, based on how rich I am. That's not the way God deals with people. He looks beyond that. He looks beyond that. So here's our challenge. Here's my challenge. If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing excellent. Excellent. Let me take you quickly to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, again, if you don't want to turn there, you can just listen. Verse 34, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law. This is a guy that knew his Bible. He tested tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In essence, understand what I'm saying. You could just strike out the last five of the Ten Commandments as long as you're keeping these first two. You keep these first two, then the last five. Well, you keep the, love the, the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself, then you're not going to kill them. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You're not going to steal from them. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. You're not going to lie. You're not going to covet your neighbor's house or wife or or Mercedes or clothes or anything like that. If you keep these, because this is the royal law. That's my challenge. That's your challenge. How am I going to do it? Proverbs 28, 21, to show partiality is not good. Yet... A man will do wrong for a piece of bread. Now, there's a lot of scriptures I could put up here to make the point. What's the point on that scripture? It's not my tendency to be like God. 
my natural tendency is to show partiality. And sometimes for a piece of bread, whatever I'm going to get out of it, that's my tendency. And we need to understand, even people who know and love the Lord, even people who know and love the Lord, 1 Samuel chapter 16, the first king of Israel, Saul, has been rejected by the Lord. Why? Because of sin, because of disobedience. And here's what God says to Samuel the prophet. I've rejected Saul as king, and I have gone, and I have found a man after my own heart. You go and anoint him. And God sends him to the house of a man named Jesse. Jesse has eight children. Samuel arrives, and here's what it says. When they, Samuel and his company, arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, the firstborn of Jesse. And he must have been tall, dark, and handsome. Samuel saw Eliab, and he thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. And he's about to anoint him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't you consider his appearance or his height? For I've rejected him. And then the second, Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Well, No, there is one more, but see, nobody considered this guy. And so they left young David out watching the sheep while they deal with the important business of anointing the next king. Samuel says, you go send him, send for him, bring him here. David walks in and to, I'm sure everybody's shock, including the prophet of God, Samuel, God says to him, he's the one anointing. Let me read you a verse that I left out. The Lord said to Samuel, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Even Samuel, one of the greatest prophets of the Bible, had a tendency to be partial based on something outward. I'll give you one more and we'll bring it to a close. Acts chapter 10 Peter is on the rooftop, chilling. God puts him in a trance, gives him a vision, lets a sheet down from heaven. And on the sheet are all kind of unclean animals. Now understand, Peter, Peter has grown up in a a Jewish culture, and Peter has never, ever violated the Old Testament dietary laws. He's never eaten anything unclean. By the way, this is the same Peter, all right? This is the Peter that when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And some, well, some say you're one of the prophets, some say you're Elijah, uh, but who do you say I am? And Peter, you know, says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You better know Peter's flexing his spiritual chest at that point. He's feeling pretty good. On the day of Pentecost, the same Peter Peter gets up and filled with the Holy Spirit, he stands up and proclaims Jesus and 3,000 people get saved. 
He's a man of God. He's a man being used by God. But he's a man that still needs to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And so he's there in the trance. God lets down the sheet with all these unclean animals. And God says to him, Peter, get up, kill and eat. You know what Peter says? No way, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean. I have never defiled myself in that way. Well, God's got a piece of work on his hand. So second time, God lets the sheet down from heaven. God says, Peter, get up, kill and eat. And Peter a second time says, Lord, no way. And a third time. A third time. And the third time, right after God says, get up, Peter, kill and eat, a knock on the door. Some messengers from a house of a man named Cornelius, an uncircumcised Gentile centurion. And God spoke to Cornelius, said, okay, send for a guy named Peter. Here's where he's staying, and I'll speak to you through him. So Cornelius gets excited, invites all of his uncircumcised pagan family and friends. The house is packed with these uncircumcised Gentiles. And the messengers come and say, we've come from Cornelius' house. He sent for you. And the spirit says, Peter, go with him. When Peter steps across the threshold of Cornelius' house, it was one of the biggest steps as a follower of Jesus Christ he's ever taken and one of the most difficult. Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people, and he said to them, You're well aware that it's against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. Peter began to speak, verse 34, and he said, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. Peter, an apostle, a man of God, a man used greatly by God, but something needed to change in Peter's life to become more like Jesus Christ. Because up until that point, he was partial toward his circumcised Jewish friends and didn't realize that God deals with Gentiles just like he does with Jews because there's no favoritism in his nature. None. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of James. Each time you open the word, there's potential to learn. The New Testament letter from James is no exception. In its pages, you'll continue to find advice and practical application for living as a follower of Jesus. James emphasizes that faith is more than just words. It needs to be backed up by action. You live your faith out every day in how you interact with your family, friends, and co-workers, and what you spend your time doing. We hope that today you've been encouraged by the words of this book and that you've been inspired to show your faith to the world around you. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny Hodges right now, you can do so by visiting our website ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. 
you'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can watch a number of Calvary Chapel Fellowship services and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join in the conversations there. Feel free to connect with us too, and we'll add some encouragement to your newsfeed. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.